0: i think i heard you all say okay right evening in california evening in the mountain zone and evening going into night at east. welcome to the show tonight my name is charlotte i'm going to be your host for the next hour i'm also the owner of the california Haunts Paranormal investigation team based out of sacramento california we are 45 strong up and down the state which means we have somebody in practically every county of the state that can help you if you think you have Something paranormal going on in your world. And if we're not close, we can still get to you because we're within maybe two or three counties. Anyway, I want to welcome you all to the show. Uh, hopefully, our guest comes in <laughs> last night. You know, the, the, uh, our guest last night got the days confused, so he's coming to back in, towards the end of the month and, uh, so to be on. But uh, we've got an interesting show for you guys tonight, and uh, this gentleman has been on before. His name's Stan Dale, at least we hope. <laughs> His name is Stan Dale, and he's, he's been on the show before, and uh, he's had some really interesting things because he has done study to see if he could find Atlantis and the Garden of Eden, and the last show he announced that he felt that he had found them, and so it was really interesting to talk with him about that and get the details, so hopefully we can do that tonight. Um, be, feel free, you know, if you're in the chat room, feel free to ask questions, you know, you can ask Stan questions and ask me questions, whatever, you know, and, uh, happy place here. That's why it says come join the conversation up there. That's what we do. You know, come join. If you're watching from Facebook, please follow. If you're watching from Twitch, please follow. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a little ghost in the bottom right hand corner with the magnifying glass and a um, and a Sherlock Holmes head on. That's how you subscribe. So by subscribing, I mean it's not like you're gonna get huge or, you know. Uh, you'll end up being able to be notified when new, when new videos do come out, whether they're this type of video, or maybe I'm doing a review on something, some piece of paranormal equipment, or whether, you know, <laughs> you know, or anything, you know, because we're going to start doing some paranormal travel videos, too, coming up here, very soon, very soon. But anyway, I want to welcome you all, and, uh, wow, it's been a long weekend, and, and uh, it's kind of slide into the weekend. I was working out in the yard today a little bit today. Before it got really hot, it. I mean, we topped off at 95 today, which is good for Sacramento this time of year. It's good. It's start. It's starting to creep up again because we we had a few days there there where the weather was nice, you know, and now it's just starting by a little little creeping up two three degrees a day. Before we're finally going to be back around 105 on the weekend, and start all over this. But you know what? Summer's almost over, so it's all it's all good. It's all good. Anyhow, um, let's just give Stan a few more minutes to come in, and he did confirm earlier today. Anyway, Stan's in the room. Stan's in the house. So let's talk with Stan Dale. And you can learn a little bit about him and what he does. And uh, we can talk about Atlantis and talk about the garden reading. It's going to be kind of cool tonight. All right. So here we go. Hello, sir. Hello. Hello. How are you?
1: Oh, older, no wiser. And reading <laughs> It's
0: good to see you again.
1: Well, it is good to see you too. It's been a while. What yeah, it has. So, it yeah. Has.
0: The last time you were on, it was so fascinating.
1: Well, we had a lot to talk about, and I suppose we can increase on what we discussed uh, last time. Absolutely.
0: Of- Have you gone out and done more research on Atlantis and, and the Garden of Eden?
1: um well since the last show no um but uh, i did a lot that we uh, probably didn't cover i can't exactly remember what i told you about the garden of eden uh, trip but uh i first discovered it digitally you know uh using google earth Uh, hold on just a second here norton is trying to block me here for some reason okay but uh yeah um uh, 2018, I think it was in May, I think it was 18, that we actually went to the Garden Union after I uh, approved it, you know, and did the lecture and stuff that's up on the uh, YouTube. And by the way, YouTube has now hit me twice saying they're going to cut me off uh, because of something or other I said that wasn't kosher back in January of this year. They're running way behind if they think that was not kosher. <laughs> it's gotten only so better.
0: Fussy. They're getting so fussy with stuff.
1: I know, I know. They're trying to get rid of us, you know, bit by bit.
0: All they want is happy things. They don't want to hear about mysteries. They don't want to hear nothing.
1: Look, we're about to see this in toward the end of this year and early next year. I think we're going to see a lot of things I've been warning people about since about 1978, uh, with the UFO situation, with the civil war, the invasion of the United States, uh, the Hopi prophecies that they told us. I mean. It's just all coming to a head so quick. I can hardly believe it.
0: My father always felt that there was going to be a civil war. He always said that the that the country was ripe for it. You know, but like you say, yeah. you can see it coming.
1: Yeah. Well, what you know, when Holly and I were invited down to the Hopi uh, Nation, the Shangopavi uh, tribe, mm-hmm. uh, we were invited to meet with the in the home of the prophecy keeper, and um, he revealed prophecy to the. Tri-
0: Something real quick here.
1: Uh Go ahead. Are you are you are you uh, dropping out?
0: Yeah, hang on a second. I'm going to switch internet here. I have a internet enhancer, so let me double. All right,
1: I'm I'm going to drop my uh my resolution down on the camera. That might help too.
0: Hang on, guys. Okay, we should be back. Okay. All All right. right. Are you there? Yeah, I just. Uh, I have an internet enhancer here, too, because everybody in my neighborhood on Xfinity. So, <laughs> well, there's big news. To... Okay.
1: All right. Where were we now? The um, yeah, the Hopi. Well, they, you know, uh, they revealed a, a number of things in prophecy. And one of the things that I've talked about many times since then is that he said that um, uh, the United States would soon have a civil war that had multifaceted, it would be political, religious, uh, extremists, all that kind of stuff. And that it would also be invaded by uh, Russia, China, and one Middle Eastern nation. I didn't say Iran, but Iran is the one that's now surfacing as an ally to Russia coming after us. They were gonna bomb uh, and kill a lot of our cities. They're gonna have troops on the ground for a while, and a lot of people would get uh, killed by them. But then all of a sudden, surprisingly, They'd all pack up shop and leave the United States alone, get out of it and not come back. And we suspect that's biowarfare or radiation poisoning or something that they don't they They've stolen what they wanted, killed what they didn't want, and, and now they're gone. But the Hopi hey, When the Sioux will all come back up into the Four Quarters region to make a new nation of man after all this, this happens. But, you know, that was in 96. Mm-hmm. 26 years ago... And when we did ask him, of course, I said, well, soon. And we said, you know, how soon? Uh, soon, it's Hopi soon, we call it now, sometime. But uh, we're there now. You can see what your father was talking about and you can mm-hmm. see it in the news that we're about to have a civil war. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no way out of it, actually, it's just.
0: Yeah, there's just, people just aren't meshing anymore. You know, you can just tell.
1: Yeah, and you know, Soros, uh, he's playing both sides of the game. He's uh, stirring up the people that, you know, on the left wing, they're saying those right wing MAGA crazy people are doing this, this, and that. I get, well, Soros is coming in and saying, okay, uh, you know, well, he's having his mouthpiece to say it, you know, that uh, we don't really want a civil war, but it looks like we're going to have to, to get uh, President Trump taken care of because, you know, the evil left is now, you know, coming to his home and taking stuff, blah, blah, blah. So both sides of this, potential civil war are being stirred by the same hand, Mm -hmm. the Illuminati, you know, the deep state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I sit back and just watch both of them and think, well, I'm not jumping on either train because this is, this is madness.
0: Yeah, it is madness. It is madness. Um, Let me ask you, and we can get some history here for the people that have never heard you speak before. When you talk about looking for Atlantis in the Garden of Eden, how did you go about doing that?
1: good question uh um the eden was the first one atlantis came later but uh eden you know i never thought to look up uh, eden and find it or discover it i figured it was a lost cause like anybody else really has a brain that's too hard too long ago and one night uh in australia uh, out the back of my house in the evening i was standing over my two rabbits you know the pets and uh i had been cleaning their cage and i was sitting there leaning like this on my shovel and uh I thought, you know, to them, to those rabbits, I must look like God looked to Adam and Eve, you know, up there cleaning their pen, their cage or whatever. And as I thought that I looked down the driveway and suddenly I felt this mechanical locking of, of me. Mm-hmm. I suddenly started to move like a dancer that had been incorporated into a routine. I, I was moving with the earth and, um At that moment, I looked back down at the rabbits and I thought about Eden and I thought, gee, well, I wonder if I can find it. You know, that was the spark, a weird thing. And uh, then I started looking, uh, you know, the biblical references and getting maps and going to Google Earth and tracing over millions of miles by hand, you know, in the Google Earth thing. Tracing every clue that was in the Bible and other places about Eden. And uh, finally, I thought I had it in 19... uh, Oh, nineteen eighty-three 1983 or four, whenever I published the Vindicator Scrolls, I tracked it all the way to the Danico Plains in Northeast Africa. But at that time, we didn't have the accurate maps of stuff that came, you know, from Google Earth and from Scripps Institute, which I eventually got. When I got those, I realized it's not there. It's up the river flow from the Great East African Rift all the way up into Tanzania. I followed it, you know, mile by mile looking for the water flows. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found this huge source of water coming out of a, a plateau up there the Nguru plateau and i thought i wonder wonder you know what people call that area and i clicked on, it on the internet and looked and they said they call this africa's garden of eden and i thought holy cow let's go see if there's other proof there and then that, then i started to unlock all kinds of things about the, the thing and then i had to eventually go over to to make a film about it and talk to the tribes in the area and the tribes told been there a couple thousand well actually 3500 years i think in some case with the detoga tribe but uh, yeah they, they the the evidence is there and it is so complete uh, such a complete fulfillment of what the descriptions in the bible said that when i was there uh, with um, uh, oh, the people that uh, financed the expedition and with the uh, the rangers they sent the armed rangers to protect us down there we were in the middle of 100 square miles inside this crater in girl crater which was the Garden of Eden, is a Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And um, all of us, uh, we realized when we got to this one place called Ingatati Hill, uh, you know, uh, 2,000 feet below the rim of, of, of the crater, right there in the center, uh, just offside of the center. It's raised up and it's surrounded, it's got fig trees. Wow. And we, we drove up on the hill, we were given permission to get there. And the hill was uh, divided into two halves and a water flow had been coming down through the middle of it and down to the, the, the floor of the uh, crater or the garden. And then we suddenly realized that this is where the two trees were planted because nowhere else in the whole uh, the floor of the garden, could you stand out there and and look and see and say, oh, those are the trees we're not supposed to eat from or, you know, mess with. Uh, it, they weren't hidden in a cluster of other trees. So you would make a mistake. The other trees are all down on the lower level, but there you know anywhere in the in the crater you could look over and say you know that's a forbidden zone mm-hmm. now uh at least 50 60 generations of Totoga chiefs are buried there south of there in the crater and they each when they died their graves were packed with stones and they planted two trees and i suspect most of them were fig trees mm-hmm. trees growing out of the side of that ingatati hill on all around hanging out in, you know in the air I don't know how many generations there were there, but down in the graveyard uh, for the Datoga chiefs, there were two huge, old, very old fig trees, mammoth, that had calved, you know, and broken off pieces. They were, they were hundreds, if not thousands of years old. But the legend of the two trees was was continued there in the Datoga graveyard. And I talked to one of the Datoga uh, chiefs about it and talked to the Masai who came in late, probably 150 years ago case the, the the tug out but that is the garden of be yes god came down from the sky into the, the N'Goro crater and he created man and then he went back up into the heavens and you know that i, I had to prove it all which i did and and, and uh, go in and uh, i i found uh, i uh, finding that I found four great rivers that came from it. I mean, they they gouged out huge valleys down the side of the Agoro crater from ten thousand feet down, and as they flowed down the Great East African Rift, they formed three of the great rivers that separated continents, and then one went down the hill on the side and formed uh, around uh, um, Madagascar. Mm-hmm. But um, boy, there was a lot of lot of bending over the maps for for months uh, trying to track it all but uh it, it is the, the, the site and uh even the subtlest references in, in the biblical reference say that satan walked among the hot stones of eden well there are 49 bat volcanoes around there inside the the Goro crater area right and, and outside of it and there's one active volcano that's been active forever and ever it's the last uh, natron volcano which means it it's not a uh, like a normal magma, 2,500 degree hot rocks. It's a, a low temperature, 1,500 degree uh, volcano, still active, mm-hmm. and periodically it erupts silver bubbles that break and then dissolve in the water from rain to go down and form what's called Lake Natron, which is what the, the Egyptians used to preserve their mummies. And in that in that coming coming out of that volcano, it's called uh, uh, um, oh, let's see. Well, it, they say it's uh, God's mountain, uh, mm-hmm. uh, old, let's see, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the the, the the language in a minute, but in the stuff that comes out of that volcano and down into the Lake Natron, it's a preservative, all right, but in that formula is the formula for Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> so I guess if the world gives you too much trouble, God puts them out in there to give you a little bit of relief for your ulcer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have fun with that stuff, but, uh, we, um, uh, we found the water supply up at the very top, uh, at uh, 10,000 feet, uh, at the top of the N'Goro Plateau and the water flowed down to water the to go out into the, the various, uh, lands to separate them, you know, before the, the continent split mm-hmm. and before Pangaea split apart, but the water, I found a 20 acre area right up in the top, it, it, right next to the biggest volcano up on the the top of the the plateau and the 20 acres still has springs coming up everywhere right in the center of it at one time there used to be one spring gushing huge amounts of water came up and down the side of the girl plateau to gouge out those river flows down the Great East African Rift and so forth come from it came from right next door to Lake from Lake Victoria, which has a huge amount of fresh water, and it, it sunk down into the earth into the region there under Ngoro, got heated and blown up like that, and out to form the great rivers, the four great rivers out of Eden. Let's see if I've forgotten anything. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, the, the guards, you know, the the, uh, uh, the, what do they call them? The Rangers uh, and in our crew, we stood up on top of Bingatati Hill. And when we finally proved that that was where the the two trees were planted. And I told everyone, okay, here's why, here it is. It got real quiet. Mm -hmm. And we were the only people within a hundred square miles. we had the whole garden to ourselves, no tourists, nothing, right? Beautifully arranged. And uh, we just stood there and looked down the hill and we could see a pair of elephants on some yellow daisies. It was quiet and and we took in the just the moment to realize we were standing where Adam and Eve stood, where all this started, the legends and everything. And so I remarked about that to one of the rangers. And he said, you know, look over here on in, on the other side of, of where we're standing. He said, there's a little fenced off area. Our scientists have found that the, the soil from Ingatati Hill, where the, the trees were, the soil is so fertile that they're studying how to make soil like that elsewhere to grow crops, because." up here everything grows big and, and plentiful so anyway that's that's the legend wow. um, <laughs>
0: so once you discovered this have you have, have you, know, you obviously sh- showed people this stuff what kind of reaction have you gotten from it
1: uh, well uh, people who um uh, are thinkers and who read the bible and study details mm-hmm. it's very supportive of it uh, the general population, they kind of think, well, okay, it might be, but have you seen how many other books have been published on where the Garden of Eden is? And I said, well, yeah. And if you look at all these others that you can, you know, the leaders of them, you can pick them out. Uh, They're not in the United States. It's not in the United States. It's not in China. You know, there are, there are rules to finding where it's physically located. Mm -hmm. I mean, even King Solomon knew where it was in his writing. And uh, yeah, I, the, the news agencies ABC did a special then uh, Africa's Garden of Eden and flew over with um, the, the drone to look at the animals mm-hmm. I tried to get a permit to do it and they wouldn't let me bring drones in but uh, ABC was bigger so they right. let them do it right. but eventually I mean like over a million and a half people a year are now visiting the Africa's Garden of Eden mm-hmm. and even before I went over there like uh, Prince Charles took his family over Uh, over uh there are just a lot of notable notes go over there and there's a there's a, a beautiful lodge right on the edge uh, of the the Ngoro crater which of course is the uh, the garden of eden and you can get up in the morning at lodge and look down into the the floor of the garden of eden for breakfast mm-hmm. you know and, and that kind of stuff normally that costs a thousand dollars a person a night we got in there to stay because of the publicity we we're going to give them. And it was off season. We got in there for an affordable course, but uh, that the, the notable notes go there and spend big bucks to right. to, to go there. And I, I mean, after a day of going out on the uh, the planes with uh, your guides and stuff uh, into, uh, you know, various parts outside of the Nguro crater, um, you come back dusty and tired. You had a, a picnic lunch made for you by the kitchen when you go out. But you to you know, like shower and clean up. And then you have wines imported from South Africa and, uh, you know, beautiful restaurants and waiters and, and coats and everything. And, you know, it, it's it's like, <laughs> I don't know, having the best restaurant you can think of right in, on the edge of, of the Garden of Eden. Um, it was really trippy. I mean, we just... Every everything that happened, you just kind of go. <laughs> uh, anyway, so oh. how are people receiving it? People that think, well, like, like UNESCO has made it a world heritage site; they're protecting it uh, because they realize its value, its cultural value. Sorry, I interrupted.
0: Oh no, I was me interrupting. I'm sorry. My question, when well, this, then you know, to, to clarify for clarify for people, when we think of the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden, we think of it kind of like. Um, a mirage in a way, you know, where somebody's in a desert, you're walking, and then all of a sudden you come across this, this, this wonderful garden area, you know, with trees and everything. What is it like outside of the garden itself?
1: Well, e- even in the garden today, there are, the, the water still flows down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the forest, uh, the, the Nga'i forest down the south where the graves are, those are primarily acacia wood trees and some fig trees. Uh, Fig trees line the river that comes down from the north part of the crater down into the the center. In the floor, the main floor of the crater, the garden, it's covered with yellow African daisies. It's beautiful in the morning. Just wow. Um, I wish I could. uh, I don't know if there's there's not a way, is it, that I can share uh, pictures with you here or share screens, is there?
0: I don't think so
1: um if i gave you a link would you be able to put that link up on your screen at all
0: i don't yeah i don't i don't, I don't, I don't think so no was, oh, okay
1: all right well look let me just tell your audience you. audience know go to I,
0: well you know I, what i can do if you send me the links for later i can put them on the website
1: okay all right well I'll send the links to this page here which has pictures from the garden of eden these things i've been mentioning to you are in this uh, slide 32 of this uh, okay. uh, show images page, and uh, I'm just looking through it now to see the pictures. I think I've got the pictures of the daisies, and oh, yes, oh, wow. Yeah, I got springtime in the garden. I got daisies in the garden floor with elephants munching the daisies and stuff. Nice. It's a beautiful place, and um, then you, you, there's a road uh, that we filmed when we were taking the crew in to get into the, the crater, and that's the only access point to get down into it, <laughs> and um, we call it Adam's driveway because as you are on the red soil the red earth up there on the rim and you're starting to go down acacia trees form an arch a natural arch over the road and it's like a driveway right and so you get through the driveway into the end, usually eating some leaves or whatever when we came he was knocking over a tree to eat the leaves from this fresh tree kill <laughs> but um these pictures a lot of them are are on here and then the rest of them are in videos um that uh, that you can see on the internet for free we did this in may uh just just at the end of the rainy season so it was a really good time for us to go and and you'll see the crew there um uh, christina and jared um, uh, gretch they're uh, jewelers over in uh, uh, pennsylvania and uh, they wanted to go to this place and kept telling me let's go and i said no i don't want to go." So, so I said they finally badgered me to. They said we'll pay for the trip if you'll go. I said oh, all right. Well, that sounds like a deal. Then uh, off we went, and uh, it was physically very demanding for me because uh, back troubles and stuff like that. But uh, and I'm old. At the water source up there, there was a 400 foot slight uh, You know, descend into that with a bunch of ruts that the animals had made walking to and from the water supply there. Mm-hmm. And I found that very difficult because you'd lose your footing in those ruts that were hidden under the grass. And uh, fortunately there was a ranger there, a young fellow that uh, helped me up and down that whenever I was about to fall over. So I appreciate that. But it was a beautiful, beautiful and uh, I'll certainly never forget it. And I, I I, wanted to preserve its location and this data, this proof in that video. and and, and stuff for people to to know in the future, if there is a future here. Huh. That's a big if.
0: Well, now here's my other question. I mean, we talked about the common guy wrapping their head around this Garden of Eden thing, but what about the scientific community? Did, did you do any presentations to them or anything or have you done any feedback? Uh,
1: I haven't done any presentations to them. Uh, I got such a, a zero response from all the major networks and, and people that, as I said to you, I found out that about as many on the location of atlantis and um so how do you tell them look i'm the real deal i found the real deal you see trust me and so they're not even really interested in in, uh, researching it um but the science i've got on the video i tell about how the earth was smaller in diameter and and gravity was was greater by about 60 percent during the time before the, the flood and um and and the continents were all together and uh, as i say i track every clue that's in the biblical writings uh, and some of the catholic Church's uh, doctrines and stuff i was able to find this and prove this location but um eventually uh, i suppose they will find it uh, it is being preserved so i know that it's it's still going to be there as long as well until the you know nuclear war whatever happens up, over in that part of the world china's right in the middle of africa at the moment and owning everything and with guns uh pretty much nightly over there uh, near the the crater but um hopefully it will it will it will survive but now that i've proved it we at least can say that in the future um that it was real the bible's real it did happen maybe not as the way that some of the interpretations or translations say but it is there and it did happen you know so that's the value to me I, i just it's a a wondrous thing to behold
0: when you talk about, the, like in the Bible, the forbidden fruit that they weren't supposed to eat, are there any apple trees out there?
1: No, and we're not certain that the forbidden fruit was an apple anyway. Um, okay. At this time, I'm not even sure whether it could have been a like a special fig or something. But because um, mm-hmm. the fig trees are just, they're just all over, you know, down the riverbank and down the graveyard and growing out of the side of Incatati Hill. Fig trees growing out sideways. Um, so, maybe that has something to do with it i don't know but definitely there's fig leaves for for uh eve to make clothing Mm -hmm. but um i'm just trying to think if i saw any fruit trees down the guy Uh, mm -mm -mm. well let's see acacia and fig i don't think there's much there as far as fruit now Uh, the obviously it wasn't uh, being used as the garden of eden after it was closed down so mm-hmm. yeah uh in discovering that you know i had to do a lot of other work on the geology of the earth mm-hmm. how the earth used to be like 25 percent smaller in diameter and why and then to prove what caused it to expand suddenly and to separate the continents in pangea you know um and then what caused the flood was part of what caused Pangaea to break up. Probably the major part of it. And I found a large asteroid impact, 15 miles, the asteroid is about 15 miles in diameter. When I found that, and that was a hard thing to find, that that put all the pieces together. Uh, uh, Eden, Atlantis, the great flood, the cause of the flood, and where the hybrid uh, half-human, half-were were created in the... Uh, northwest part of um, uh, saudi arabia which is in, in uh, israel area there in jordan um I, I guess i know all this i've got it in my head i got a complete map of events times places causes of that entire history of us from the garden of eden till you know till now but um especially till uh atlanta's and Atlantis is only one of 12 settlements that the beings from the parallel universe or whatever you want to call it, they descended to earth in the ancient legends and they, they took their technology and culture and, and built communities where they were. Well, Poseidon built the one for Saudi Arabia. And that's the one we know about is Atlantis, but there was one in South America. There's one in China. Um, they, were, they were all over the planet. And uh, this is just the most famous one, but you know, as as each day passes, archeologists are finding new uh, artifacts that tell us that there was an advanced civilization there. The Bedouins, the old Bedouins, when you talk to them, they say, oh, uh, they're the the old men of olden times. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: and their technology was more advanced than goat herders and that kind of stuff. I mean, it was, as they discover these things more and more, they're starting to prove what I said about that being Atlantis, they're finding, you know, um, more graves, uh, more uh well, in fact <laughs> there's a base uh in Saudi Arabia um down across 120 miles across from the tip of the Jabal to Wake. And I've put that on my website on that uh, um on my show images page. Uh there's a link to that, guys. If you go to uh, the middle of the page, it says, view the Middle Eastern mysteries in Saudi Arabia and other countries. In there, I've put photos or, or images from Google Earth and other sources showing this, like an alien base almost, I guess it is, um, that they use and that, that humans use as well. I not find the exact location, but it is there in Saudi Arabia, in ancient so, Atlantis.
0: So do you think that aliens helped us in the ancient times like you know there's theories about the pyramids and all this do you you think we had help
1: oh yeah in fact if you're a, a subscriber to fox nation they they are discussing uh the alien presence uh in humanity all the way back to you know prehistoric times almost you know to men seeing things in the sky and writing it on the cave wall uh yeah i think they've been here they've interacted with us the interaction has been good in some cases and bad in others um i I think uh, this battle between good and evil is based upon two groups of these that uh, probably started messing with our gene pool and that wasn't the done thing by whoever was in control of the whole picture you Mm -hmm. know god um yeah i look uh, uh a roman emperor saw a cross in the sky i mean they're uh oh, what was the other guy he saw something in the sky to, to determine whether to go to war or not but anyway the uh, um, middle ages where they have religious paintings and they'll have a little saucer or something up in the sky it's kind of their trademark why you, you know um they, they've been here it's just that now we have the technology in the hands of the common person all over the planet to photograph record you know draw and share the uh, pictures of them now. The pyramids, uh, Machu Picchu and the stonework there, the stonework there is magnificent because mm-hmm. the stones looked like they were made of of bottling clay and then put it together in place and then fired, and they, they, they fit just so perfectly you can't get a piece, piece of paper to go between them. And they looked like they'd been poured, you know, it kind of sagged a bit from the the heat or while they were setting that technology I think is probably going to be determined to be a sonic uh, ultrasound of some sort where they you know take the stones vibrate the molecules and then they put them into place and they fit perfectly because they vibrate together Mm -hmm. that's great um then um there's another one there in uh where's that Uh, the names of all these places now but um uh um, mystery which was definitely you know strange technology humans didn't have it. that was over in gobekli tepe in turkey um, and they're still uncovering those ruins which are circles with these uh pie shaped you know t uh, t and pie shaped stone edifices that might weigh twenty thousand pounds each with images of various types of animals carved in the side of them it's almost like you know noah's ark type record of, right. of what they put through the flood or something look there's just a lot of things that we we don't have Perfect records of, and what we do have may have been through several hands on the way to us and slightly embellished or under, understated or whatever. But it tells us that big things happened with advanced technology and the human seed, you know, a long time ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and big things are about to happen again.
0: Now, with the Atlantis, now Plato, it was it Plato had described where, where it was?
1: Yeah, so he did. The
0: I- Atlantis, you found. Was it anywhere near or, or like what Plato described?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Get some of the Greek myself to be sure I understood what he was saying, mm-hmm. and there are a couple of places where uh, the translators, uh, the Jout's translation, um, mm, took a t- 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 oh, took a, a punt on how to interpret this word because it could be taken two or three ways depending on. How you had it in context anyway uh things that i saw in in plato's writing like he said um, atlantis is greater in extent than asia minor and um, um oh what was it lebanon no not lebanon um oh what's next to egypt uh, uh the pond there um anyway uh libya and yeah. and he said uh, it's greater extent than those. And, and you think well now back in his time they had ships they didn't have satellites or planes mm-hmm. so how did they know what the coastline or the size of atlantis was greater in extent than libya and asia minor area uh, greater in extent than what their coastlines they can measure the coastlines so i measured the coastlines and i said i said well now he said it was um you, you you'd go th- out of greece and you'd go um west uh, to the pillars of hercules well, everybody else has been looking to Pillars of Hercules West as the Straits of Gibraltar, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the Earth, uh, in Chinese records, has twice been upside down, where the sun rose in the west and set in the east, okay. backwards. And now during that time, west of Greece was east into Turkey through the pillars there at uh, the port. Um, oh. Mm, the Bible even mentions its sport. it's so old. But I show that in my discussions of Atlantis is that that's where the two great huge uh, mountains are that are the pillars of Hercules. and that's why, that's why the Greeks built at least ten, maybe more uh, cities, religious cities, along the Levant, you know along Israel and uh, the Jordan mm-hmm. and, and into um, uh, parts of Syria. They built it there,' Hercules was rumored to have been born in the mountains there, uh, close to um, uh, northern Israel, northern uh, Jordan, and, and uh, western Syria. All that in there is where they worship their gods. And I've actually walked in one of those 10 cities they dug up now, the Sothopolis uh, city. And you can see they even had um, mosaics and stuff uh, depicting their gods and goddesses. That's why they went over there instead of to, to Greece to say this is where the gods came from. And that was Atlantis, and that was the crossbreeding. Even the Bible mentions the giants, uh, Goliath, and the Rephaim and Og, the king of Bashan, and Northern Jordan, and stuff like that. The giants were there, and the hybrids, you know, these these unclean things were there. And that's why when Israel took over uh, the land, you know, when they crossed the Jordan under Joshua, and they they were instructed by God, go and kill the tribes that have giants, and also all the animals, all everything kill all of the the domestic things and uh, uh, living things to get rid of their dna because it's impure and that's why they, they were instructed to do it for a long time i couldn't understand why god said go kill this village and that but they haven't done anything but that was why it was to clean up the mess the flood didn't get
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and of course that'll get into an argument with a lot of people that say that the whole earth was under the flood but the whole earth was affected by it but there right. were surviving places in it well,
0: now that you brought that up about the DNA, I mean, I interviewed somebody the other night that was talking about how we all have alien DNA in, in us because this was going on so so far back. Do you think that they were able to extract that DNA with, like you said, with like the floods and, and this other stuff that had gone on? Or do you think we might still be carrying it?
1: Well, I know I went to, um, like, 23 um, and Me, and my wife and I did, and we put our... Uh, saliva test in there to get tested, right. and I—I I, both of us got German and French and Irish and stuff like that, and about point four percent of Neanderthal. So I suppose there could be some alien DNA in there. There's there's a lot of our DNA strand that can't even figure out why it's there. It seems to be dormant or not doing anything important anyway. So.
0: That's fascinating. Ne- Neanderthal. I mean, you said that. I thought you must be waving at those guys in the commercial. Was it Can I go
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i don't drag my knuckles anymore i've giving that up but <laughs> oh, you gotta laugh charlotte you, yeah, you gotta laugh
0: with this, this kind of stuff so with that lot now 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 you you, know, you you got the location what proof did you see or find that that, that it was there
1: well first of all there's over 1500 um burial sites that all are marked with what they call the keyhole formation which is A circle like that over a a wedge down like that like a keyhole Mm -hmm. and uh that is a and these keyholes down the this part of them they had two bars going across it like that or two rings or half rings and uh it's all over the country and i found uh, a lot of them and one particular set that it's got a fence around it because the country has um has preserved them as special graves Mm -hmm. when you read uh, plato's account of Atlantis the capital city of atlantis was on an island uh, that is of saudi arabia in the in the persian gulf the uh, arabian gulf now i think but anyway this island of Dabam is after the flood and the sand and everything it's now loosely connected to uh saudi arabia but it perfectly matches the dimensions of the concentric rings around Poseidon's Island, where he built a castle for him and his wife, where he had hot water and cold water come up from the ground to water them. Okay, That's the only place in that area, in the whole region, Mm -hmm. that has an underwater source of hot water and cold water in a dome there, the Dome of Damam. I even talked to the satellite uh, to the astronaut that took the pictures of it from orbit to give me the, the dimensions of it um you can see it like a pimple it stands up in a 3d map of the middle east a round pimple there with little you know kind of stretch marks around the side of it mm-hmm. and that was uh poseidon's island but now if you look at it from the top it has a circle where the the the, the castle was it has a wedge shape like this coming to the mainland where they or um, built up area of stone and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it describes it perfectly. And when you look at these grave sites, they're all honoring Poseidon's, uh, the map of Poseidon's uh, Island. Um, And even, um, oh, what was his name? Uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Mm -hmm. He said there was a lost city. It was part of Atlantis there in the uh, Ruab Kali somewhere, uh, the Atlantis of the Sands. the people there know there was an ancient civilization and uh, the flood did sink that whole uh, country. Um, it was mm, 1650 feet. But what happened was, uh, well, let's see, this can be uh, Saudi Arabia today. Uh, this is the Mediterranean. The asteroid hit over here in the ocean and pushed India up to the Himalayas like that, but it created a wave, you know, a, a huge wave. And it, it caused uh, Atlantis to uh, to do like this, I think, or do like that, do like that. It threw set two miles of land over the top of, the, of Oman here. And it, there was a 1,600-foot drop over here in the Mediterranean. It was covered with sand and water and stuff. It was absolutely destroyed by this impact. And um, as time passed and the, and the planet expanded, then there, that water receded and the sand sat on top of it. But that's one of the reasons I think that we have such... Um, you know uh, good oil you know, petroleum over there uh close to the surface because all those dead bodies and things uh, and uh, with seaweed and stuff that uh, hematin and chromatin that's what you need to make oil mm-hmm. so i i I, subs- I suspect that we've been putting atlantean remains in our gas tanks for a long time <laughs> anyway yeah uh, now i i th- this this asteroid too. um i discovered it I've talked with the University of, of um, Australia down there, Australia University on the uh, northeast coast, northwest coast, because they've been looking for this asteroid too, because they found signs of it of 16 feet down in some of the core samples and whatever. And they won't agree yet that I have found the asteroid up that, that was, you know, that pushed it. Mm-hmm. it and you know what? We suspect that you're correct, but the time, the, the aging we put on the soil samples between uh, eastern India and here, seem to be apart instead of together. But it's a minor thing; we'll have to discuss at some time. Mm-hmm. One of the physicists, one of the geologists, there says, "You know, I like the idea." The other one says, "I don't know, no crumudgeon anyway." But that that impact was then verified by an oil company, a guy who was exploring, you know, in the Middle East, and he had his laptop in the middle of Mongolia somewhere. And he dialed me up on his laptop. He says, hey, I've just been watching your video about Atlantis, that asteroid he hit out there in the Indian Ocean. And, you know, we could never figure out what put two miles of seabed up on Oman like that. And you found it. That's it. We've been looking for it. So mm-hmm. I'm getting some scientific, you know, official support. And uh, for what it means, I don't know. But uh, I'm convinced. I, there's just... You couldn't uh, convince me that it's anywhere else. That's it.
0: I, I, I find this fat, very interesting and fascinating in that, you know, everybody's been looking for Atlantis, and you seem to be the, you know, we're the only people that, that that's figured it out. I mean, how long did it take you to figure all this out?
1: Oh, a couple of years. Um, uh, probably four years counting i put it in one book and then i got some more information and did some tracking and stuff as more technology became available especially from the Scripps institute i was able to um to narrow down the search but the, the main thing was uh, allowing the earth to be upside down change the east west thing and that then solved the problem almost immediately because i found out that you could go through uh, uh that area there uh in the mediterranean between the into saudi arabia and down to the euphrates and that kind of stuff um i found that the euphrates was um uh in, in the hebrew references to it it's called Efrat Efrat. repeats it and that's an ancient way to say broken or pieces and i found that the euphrates had been broken in half it used to come all the way from the garden of eden around the, the levant and down into the persian gulf now people have been trying to tell us that uh, they found uh, Eden or, yeah, Eden down in the Persian Gulf, it's sunk. There is a sunken civilization, but uh, explain to me how something below sea level runs water uphill to make all of the continents. They're, they're just, they don't, they're not logical. You've got right. to put all these things down and you got to prove every point. Right. Um, And, and the extent, word, the extent uh, between Asia Minor and Libya why did he choose those two countries? What's in between them? Well, in between them was the coastline of the Levant, on which is part of Saudi Arabia. So then I measured the coastline of Saudi Arabia and the coastline of Libya, the coastline of Asia Minor. Well, my goodness, they're almost the same. But the, the Saudis is slightly greater. That's Atlantis. Greater than, uh, in extent, than such and such and such and such. So when I corrected that, when I turned the, the planet upside down, because I'm reasonably certain when that asteroid hit, it reset things again, making east, west, west, east, that kind of stuff. It's happened twice in recorded history. So it not me imagining it. And then I found <clears throat> that the crust of the earth solid as people thought. It's a thin film, relatively speaking. And there's a, they found a soft stone between the crust and the, the mantle and that soft that soft stone layer acts like mm, like like a ball bearing, and so when something hit the the crust of the earth, that's not a huge mass to move like the earth. It's just the crust. So the crust flips around, and not the planet. And you, then that that you know, removed a lot of, of arguments about oh it couldn't possibly that asteroid flip us upside down, and there's no reason. It's the crust that got moved, and. I, I try to think out of the box. You know, everybody else has done it this way and they haven't come up with a satisfactory answer. Then let's let's start rearranging factors that you can. And that's how you arrive at it.
0: Well, the crust theory sounds, sounds good. I mean, when you think about even earthquakes and how the ground opens up, and that's mostly at the surface where the ground will open up then it seals back up. Or if you think about volcanoes, look at Hawaii. They're yeah. forever adding, you know, they're forever adding real estate over there because, <laughs> because of all the lava coming off those volcanoes. Well, the crust of the earth is basically the same stuff. It's just yeah. it's just been a little ground moving around like the, the L that Magma. So what well, you're saying makes sense.
1: The um the major continents sit on a, a foot underneath them. That's a mm-hmm. pretty hard stuff, like diamond hard stuff. I forget the name of it. Uh, but each continent has that. And at the base of that is where you have that. Transition zone uh, between the crust and the mantle, and the mantle is in you know serious business and magma, and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it, it, the the biblical accounts of the flood said when the the, the flood started that uh, it rained first, uh, you know, for forty days and nights, and then it continued for another sixty days or whatever. You know, the waters continued to rise. And the hot water from the ocean cracks, blew up to to, uh, fill the the oceans. Now, if you look at an asteroid impact of 15 mile diameter hitting the earth, now it didn't hit it like that straight on, it hit it at an angle of about 32 degrees I've calculated. Mm -hmm. Now, when it hits with that much energy, it first of all, vaporizes all the water and stuff it hits there on the East Coast of India in those days, uh, throws it up into the atmosphere. And if you'll remember before the flood, there were no clouds, no rainbows.
0: Right.
1: That watered the plants and forests at that time was a heavy dew or mist that came up at night. And then you condensed on the plants. So when the asteroid hit, it, it vaporized all this water, it went up into the upper atmosphere and cooled and formed clouds, lo and behold, and then rain and rainbows. So that that's one clue. But the fact that it was able to move India from its position. You know, longer position than it is now you can see it in the seafloor uh, of the Indian Ocean. You can see where the tip of India used to be, where Sri Lanka was down there. It, it was like a pattern on your latte, you know, a chocolate, little chocolate pattern that you, you blow it and it moves over and, and shrinks up a bit. This is what happened when that asteroid hit down there. And the asteroid impact on the crust is still there. You know, you can see it on the coast of India, but the hole it made is not even in India or Sri Lanka. It's down in, in, on the floor of the Indian Ocean, and it carved such a hole in the surface of the Earth there. Where, oh, thousands of miles of scooped out Indian Ocean, which got pushed underneath New Guinea and shoved it up. NASA has a, a, a map of our of our planet showing the the variations in altitude, you know, from the center. There's only one place on the planet that has such an impact as that, and that's mm-hmm. where that that uh, asteroid hit. It 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 just self defines. Uh, I'm telling you all this in a condensed, you know, few minutes right, here. Right, but...
0: right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand it completely. I get it. You know, because that's what's going to do it. I mean, a good example. If you want to see pushed up land, go to Arizona and look at the crater there. Because you can see how it hit, and then all that land got pushed up around it.
1: Yeah, Beringer, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The uh, when I say I'm telling you all in a short bit of time, what you're missing is that weeks would go by and I would sit and think, oh, What is this clue and how do I prove that? and suddenly it falls into place. I go, Yeah, son of a <laughs> gun, that's a, and check that one off, you know. And so you miss the excitement of the hunt, you know, uh, which took years, uh, but it was fun, and I'm, I'm certainly glad that I was able to do that one day, one day, you know when we get rid of all the political nonsense and the, the cathedral of science that think they know everything, uh, this will come out and they will understand.
0: Hey, I get that whole excitement thing. I get like that at night. I have these epiphanies at like 2, 3 in the morning. <laughs> I have oh yeah, that are, I have friends that are up late at night, you know, and I'm the first one on the phone going, oh my God, I just thought of this. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> I get it. Um, tell me a little bit more about Atl- Atlantis. I'm fascinated by that in that were you able to, find any artifacts or anything like that? Or, or was it just
1: mainly on paper that you figured? No, out? I, well, when you say artifacts, I found the um, the clues in the land, uh, okay. uh, the certainly the finding Damam Island as Poseidon's as, as castle. That was a major one. Uh-huh. And then I started um, looking with Google Earth and with uh, Bing maps as well over, um, if you're looking at, um, let's see how to do this. Um, This would be uh, the Mediterranean here, Saudi Arabia India, uh, and Israel here, and then all the way down here to Oman. Now, mm, mm, I lost my chain of thought there. What was I going to tell you about that that if you're there? um, Oh, right in this area here, there's where the the high mountains and trees and forests were, and some of them are, are like, uh, in several places down here in the rural of Al-Khali, petrified so there were the massive trees that were supposed to be in atlantis and they were they were cut down and logged and sent down uh down here by raft it said down to the agricultural area the the uh, the great plains where they grew what they did was they cut grooves so far apart and so many feet uh, in, uh, across like 100 feet and then separated and they cut all these grooves all the way down to the Fertile Crescent. Well, if you look at the sand, you know, and and uh, Google Earth and get down there in that area, you'll see the grooves. They're grooves. And they run all the way down to that fertile area, just like they said. Uh, let's see, what else do we find? Oh, um, this one, uh, I don't know how to explain. Um, here's, you know, the Mediterranean and, and here's Oman. Well, right here uh, in this part, Uh, which might uh, it's still in Saudi Arabia but it's uh, close to uh, uh, Bahrain but it's in Saudi Arabia underneath if you take Google Earth and you look at it, you won't see it but if you dive down below where Google Earth looks like it's showing you everything you can go down and there's a sub layer of photos believe it or not you just dive down deep and those photos then showed me a strange thing uh, which I've got on my uh, uh, Middle Eastern uh, Mysteries in Saudi Arabia uh, page. Uh, it's, it's a thing that on the surface looks like, well, that looks like a volcano that fizzled out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's of rock like that, and then they slope down. And then if you look at it in 3D and spin it around, you think, well, wow, that's an odd volcano. It's shaped like a triangle, sloped up to that. So then I did a. I traced it with uh, you know the the Google Earth uh, uh, routine that lets you put um, contours on it, mm-hmm. and it formed contours of a triangular looking craft. I guess a big ship like in Star Wars, and then right in the middle of it, where the power source would have been, it was where it had a fizzle volcano, with these rings of stone, you know, concentric rings, up at the top of it. And I thought, what the heck is this? I'm nowhere and it rises up, you don't have a triangular volcano. I think that's a ship that's been covered up. It was big. So uh, as I say, there are a number of these little things you think, wow, that's that's interesting. Um, we're gonna find more. I've been in touch with uh, an, uh, an American woman that's over there. There's an archeologist and uh, still has the favor of the, of the prince and everything. So she's been digging around to find more uh, recent discoveries for us. And I'm pretty sure that when they, when the the MBS, uh, the Solomon family, when they allow archaeologists to get in there and actually do some, speed to their advantage because it'll prove that it's a, it's really Atlantis and not just the Atlantis of so the sands that they built over there on the edge of the Persian Gulf. This will be, they'll realize they're the real deal. So when they prove this, then you, you will see more, more stuff come out. I know that they found advanced technology. Over on the east coast near the 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 Persian Gulf, about 60 years ago, uh, archaeologists were there digging, and uh, the the sheikh of that particular area was happy to let them dig down 80 feet or so. You know, to see what the culture was like. You know, 100 to 1,000, 2,000, whatever. And down at about 80 feet, they hit. Advanced technology, uh, you know, like electric Baghdad type batteries, type stuff. And the deeper they got, the more advanced the technology became. The sheikh came over to them all and said, Well, thank you very much for what you've done. Pack up, go home, don't come back. And so he kept it secret. Um, so you know, 80 feet's a lot of mud and stuff to bury things, it's probably more like 100, but the, y- y- we can see the marks of where Atlantis tilted like this, or Saudi Arabia tilted over here in the Mediterranean, you can see the water marks on the mountain ranges where it's about 1,650 feet, and then things got normalized as the planet expanded and the water drained off. <clears throat> but um, probably talk for hours, just get my notes to well, tell you what. I, I, I heard a book, but
0: I, know, I was watching a, a show a few months ago, and, and they talked about that, where the flood plains came in, and, and you could tell because like you said, the water marks, and there were also fish encrusted why these watermarks? So they could tell where these floodplains were.
1: Yeah, and and look at the Sphinx. Now the Sphinx is probably uh, as old as Atlantis, if not older. It was it was um, it was rounded off by water flows, not by air. They've shown that it was water erosion, not air. So it was underwater. In fact, that the, the uh, Pharaoh Khufu that found it uh, was laying on the sand in front of it one night, and had a dream that it, you know excavate. There's more to it. And so he dug it all out. And uh, until that time, been, it had been covered up to the neck in sand, which was, uh, I guess, from the impact of the flood. And by the way, the flood wasn't just a gentle rising of the water, you know, from the rain. Because the rain stopped another 60 days, it kept on coming up. What caused that? When that asteroid hit, it's, it started a series of tsunamis that wrapped around the entire planet. A woom, whoom, and it swirled you know animals and livestock and and people all into uh, watery graves so that's why uh like the hopi when we talked to them they said yes we know about the the big flood spider woman came to us and said you know go down this hole in the grand canyon i'll build you a ladder and she built a, a ladder out of webbing and the hopi descended into the the depths of the grand canyon while the flood came over the top of them she sealed them in and for a year they stayed under there and then she came when it was time and opened up the hole and said you can come up now now that's their way of the Noah's Ark story, but they are over there, not in the Middle East. Right, And, and they're just, I mean, China has the legend of the, the six or eight people on the Ark. And uh, it's, there they were sporadic survival groups all around the planet, because imagine tidal waves sweeping around like that. And the highest mountains in that area, Haaretz, uh, as I said in Hebrew, in Turkey, in that area, they probably got covered with water, washed over several times and and were submerged until the earth started to expand the water uh, you know fell away Uh, this uh, that's why you have like india was shoved up from where it was down you know near madagascar it was shoved up into uh, into the himalayas that's why in the himalayas on the top of the himalayas you find seashells and seabed
0: right
1: it used to be down lower until it got hit by that asteroid shoved it up oh I wish there
0: It's were, interesting, uh, like you say, the the legends of, among the Native Americans, because, I mean, even the Native Americans over here had legends about the birth of, of the, the, the birth of Christ. Hmm. You know, it's interesting to, to go down that rabbit hole because everybody knew for, somehow they were all getting the, the message for these, you know, for these legends. come so yeah. from somewhere.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder. Uh, you know, uh, Christ did mention at one point in time that he had other sheep to tend to i wonder if after he left israel he went around and saw other sheep yeah, here yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean for that matter it could be on other planets for all i know but i mean there were other sheep and interesting thing about him he was you know fitting him into the uh, uh extraterrestrial category when when he rose from the grave and he was in the garden there and mary comes running up to him and says oh master master going to touch him hug him he says don't touch me because i've not yet ascended what what does that mean He was being charged. He was going to rise up and go somewhere, but he had to be charged to do that in in front of the disciples. When he left on uh, the Mount there, he's, you know, for the last time, he rose up, up in the sky. And we look at this and know that uh, the parallel universes, uh, of course to ours uh, would have a a different energy density, higher energy density per molecule than you would down here. It's kind of a Mm -hmm. physics thing, but um, the, the Assyrians, when they built their ziggurats, they were building these ziggurats with, with levels to them, at least two levels you know, and then to the top level. And I, I managed to get a floor plan of a, of a ziggurat there, uh, off of the Marduk Steeler that the Germans had during World War II. And when you look at it from the top, they were building a room that had, a, a, an activity device right in the middle of it. Which I think was a portal for mm-hmm. the parallel universe guys to actually pour it in. Right now, when they did, they the the gods when they came into that spot, they had to sit there for a while and, and uh, eat and drink, you know, you know, wine and food and stuff that the locals left for them. And then they'd uh, do that for a couple of hours, and they'd come down to the next level and do the same thing again. Mm-hmm. And they were letting their charge dissipate, so that when they got to the bottom, they could be touched and not killed. Makes um, sense. And then the Ark of the Covenant. Why is it that this wonderful thing, if you touch it, you get killed? It's a high charge. It's a, it, yeah. Microwave, electronics, electric, you know. Yeah. it's it, 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 yes. Absolutely. And we got that one down here. It's a communicating device between parallel universes, which understandably might have a bit of energy attached to it.
0: Absolutely. This has been fascinating. It's always fun to have you on.
1: <laughs> well, it's fun to get wound up like this.
0: <laughs> um, don't be a stranger. Come back again sometime.
1: Well, uh, give me an invite. Uh, it might uh, be that you have me back a little bit sooner than you think, the way things are going in the country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Thank you so much, Stan. I really appreciate it. And I will have you, we'll definitely get you back on here again. I hope you come back. I really do. This, this was great. And thank you for listening. Comments in the chat room are very interesting. See, you're an interesting
1: dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe I ought to start having parties and just chat to people. Eh? <laughs> I, I, I do on my Patreon channel once a month uh, on yeah. Sunday. But, yeah, we have fun. All right, Charlotte and your okay. listeners. Thank you How very much. Oh, will find you? Oh, S T A N D E Y O S-T-A-N-D-E-Y-O.com. And uh, from there, you can link to show images and see all this other stuff I was talking about. Or you can read yeah. our our daily articles of news that Holly puts up and comments. So yeah, everything is there at that one site.
0: Okay. Send me some of those images. Okay. I'll do that.
1: I'll do that right now. Okay.
0: Okay. All right, Stan, thank you so much and have a good rest of your evening.
1: Thank you. You too, Charlotte. Bye (laughs) to your listeners.
0: (laughs) Okay. It's always fun and informative to have him on. Every time he's on, I, I, I learn something new. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Okay. Tomorrow, of course, is Friday. So it's Nancy Matt's, relaxation day forever kicking back not really we're going to be talking about um near-death experiences and how they can you know karen clark when she was on brought up a interesting um, thing in that she said that after her near-death experiences when she started to kind of experience more um psychic abilities so um i thought it'd be kind of a fun idea to talk about talk about those with nancy and then talk about the expansion like that like people that have had near-death experiences and and then they've come back and, and different things were happening around them or, or, or they became more more sensitive to, to to people's feelings or so you know what i mean or something like that so we're going to be talking about near-death experiences tomorrow and what they mean to people is there a hell is there not a hell you know is, is there a limbo like they say is there you know so we're going to be talking about that so that'll be a six thirty p.m pacific tomorrow okay when we'll we hear the nancy mats and if you have hawaiian shirts we're all about wearing hawaiian shirts on fridays it's just a kickback friday casual friday for us i want to thank you guys for coming tonight i appreciate it stan was great we had some issues with the internet i don't know if it was his or mine i know when something major happens you know like news wise my internet tends to slow down because everybody in this neighborhood is on xfinity and i know there was some some big news that happened today so usually when that happens it's pretty well guaranteed so i don't know if it was his under or mine but uh, at least we got the interview done and uh you know for the most you know, you know for the majority of it it ran great and stan, stan is a cool dude I, I agree libby i agree i haven't seen you in a while hi libby but uh yeah if you like the show you know and you're watching off facebook <laughs> if you like this show i'm trying to read you stuffing on yeah i'll get those photos up i promise i'll, I'll get them over to the california Haunts uh, radio website if you like the show and you're watching from facebook be sure to follow if you like the show and you're watching on twitch be sure to follow and of course if you're over at youtube and you like the show be sure to uh, subscribe there's that little ghost down there in the bottom right hand corner with the magnifying glass and the sherlock holmes head on that's how you subscribe 350 videos over there different topics okay i think there's a little something for everybody over there if you like to also if you like the show share it with five people that you like okay and if you hated the show This is your chance to get even with some of your enemies. Share the show with with five five of your enemies, okay? Kind of get revenge on them, right? We could do that. Equal opportunity. All right? Uh, You can visit us at CaliforniaHuntsRadio.com. I will have this show posted over there, plus uh, the different photos that he has that he's going to share with me. I'll have them up as well. Give me an hour or so to do that. I'm going to take a dinner break here. And um, if you want to visit the Paranormal Group, that's CaliforniaHunts.org. Okay, you can visit us over there. Uh, see that thing ticker, ticker 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 at the bottom. That's because the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team is, well, I'm not saying nonprofit, but we don't take money for investigations because we voluntarily do them to help people and educate people. So everything you see here, whether it's a computer, a mic, my hat, no, I'm kidding, my, <laughs> the back, you know, everything, anything connected to the show, lighting, whatever, comes out of my pocket. So if something breaks, I have to pay for it, just like I, I pay for the Internet. I pay, you know, I pay for the Internet Enhancer. I pay all that stuff just to keep the show on the air. So if you could find it in, in your heart to help to help a little bit to keep the show on the air so we can keep bringing in gifts like Stan, I'd appreciate it. You can do that at PayPal.me at California Haunts or Venmo and then just type in California Haunts. It's that easy. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow. And like I said, I'll do a, a website update within the hour here so we can get those photos from Stan. And uh, thank you all for coming, and I will see you. Have a nice night.